breakthrough. We're going to give a couple of moments for people to get on. So, um, yeah, make yourselves comfortable. We're going to have a great time together. Lisa and I are uh, just going to have some fun together. So, a bit of an organic process here this morning. And uh, so, yeah, we're just going to wait a few, few minutes for folks to, to jump on. So, welcome everybody. And uh, you're welcome to start uh, just posting some comments to one another in the, in the comments field there. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get going in a couple of moments. Trust you've had a good, good morning so far today. And uh, who would have believed that we'd still be in a lockdown as we head to the end of April? Well, day 31, hey? Yeah, and uh, a bunch more days still to come. So it's going to be all right. We're going to make it, guys. We're going to make it. All right. Wow, people jumping on board really very quickly so good great to see you guys if you just joined us no worries you haven't missed anything we've just been waiting a little bit for a couple more folks to jump on board and uh, as you can see we're in a slightly different environment today from the rest of our posts we're just going to try something a little bit uh, more interesting and interactive so we're going to do some live live painting this morning so yeah we, we have put our house alarm off so something could go wrong, but that's not going to be it this morning. You know, one shouldn't be alarmed at what might happen. You know, when, um, maybe our neighbor's alarm could go off. Yeah, anything it's can it's possible. It's possible in lockdown for for anything to actually happen. So that's the beauty of um, of live broadcasts is that it's super super organic, and um, and it's not kind of like sanitized and um, we have well our hands are sanitized but uh, in terms of the broadcast it's pretty raw and it's pretty real so um, yeah anything can happen we are dealing with paint so yeah yeah paint by there's going to be paint by numbers guys so just it, we're just upping our levels of creativity so good okay well, heaps and heaps of people have on, yeah, on board already, so that's good. So I think what we'll do is we'll, we'll actually um, make, a, make a bit of a start here. Um, and uh, so welcome everybody from, from John and Lise. And uh, yeah, looking forward to your company over the next while. And uh, so um, you, you want to explain a little bit about what you're going to be doing this morning? Yeah, well, John asked me to paint in the background uh, last night, so um, I was reading Psalm 18, and let me just read a couple of lines to you. He stretched heaven's curtain open and came to my defense. Swiftly he rode to earth as the stormy sky was lowered. He rode a chariot of thunderclouds amidst thick darkness, a cherub his stead as he swooped down, soaring on the wings of spirit wind and as I read it I began to see this sort of crazy dramatic sky and and that's what I'm going to paint this morning but God is so present um, in each moment of each day particularly our lockdown days because they're so unique and I'm um, in the contrast in the words and and in David talking about um, his life and and he was going through an incredibly dramatic situation and there were so many contrasts, and yet the psalm is called, I love you, Lord. And so he could turn his heart to the Lord in the midst of the contrast and the drama. So yeah, that's what I'm going to paint. Absolutely brilliant. So that's Psalm 18. And uh, yeah. the whole psalm is incredible. Mm. Just incredible. Yeah, so, so good. Well, fantastic. Thanks for that, Lisa. So um, Lisa's going to be painting in the background, and uh, typically... On a Sunday, we'd be doing this during our time of worship, um, but uh, we just thought we'd we'd uh, change things up a little bit and, and do it now um, through through the, the preaching. Um, also, just to um, highlight to a number of you that we had a breakthrough business forum gathering uh, a breakfast meeting uh, on on uh, yeah yesterday Saturday. And uh, so it was recorded, it was a Zoom conference call, and, um, and so just be in contact with us if you'd like the, uh, the contact details for that to be able to go and watch. And it was absolutely brilliant wisdom and insight Daryl was sharing, 
and just some really helpful pointers for our business people and our entrepreneurs with regards to how you can navigate through this shutdown period and how you can um, work uh, with, uh, with your business to ensure that you are well positioned to be able to thrive in this, this season. So the, the Breakthrough Business Forum is, uh, is operational and uh, really want to encourage if you missed it and you're in business, please go and, and log on and, uh, and watch that. Just be so, so good to, to help you there. All right. So what I want to do this morning is, uh, is go back to a psalm. And I, I can only remember two occasions where I've actually preached out of this psalm, uh, which is pretty crazy because this is one of the most well-known psalms uh, that's out there. And it's Psalm 23. I, I remember preaching on it back in... Atlanta in the United States back in 1997. My goodness, that's going back a bit. And, uh, and then one other occasion here in, in, uh, in South Africa. So uh, would you turn please with me, join with me in, uh, in Psalm 23. Um, I'm using the, the, um, the NIV. It says, The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for His name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So, so good. And... Very familiar, this, this psalm, this passage of scripture. But I, I just wanting to draw out a couple of things that are, I think are going to speak to us, speak to our hearts, speak to our spirit in, in this time that we are facing. And, uh, and that the Lord was, was preparing us through what He's, in a sense, installed in the scriptures treasures that are there for us to actually unearth to uncover that we might delight in the treasure that he already had for us and, and that's the beauty about the word is that you know there's so much truth there's so much depth and there's so many layers to this and it's as we go digging deeper and deeper that we find that these things actually pop out at us and uh, and speak to us in the different times and the different seasons of our lives. And, uh, and so this psalm, it's as though it was written for us during this lockdown period. Because there's just so much in it that speaks to us right now and brings hope and brings courage and, and brings comfort. So just a, a couple of kind of obvious um, observations in that Psalm 23 was written by David. And of course, we will naturally gravitate to the fact that he was the king and, and he was the man after God's own heart. Yeah, he had some issues. He had some troubles. He made massive blunders along the way. But his, his internal compass was always returning back to true north in terms of, of the, the direction of his life. He was always coming back to a focus uh, on, on the Lord. But he started out, and the first mention of David is as a shepherd. Now, the, the fact that David is able to write Psalm 23, and that he was a shepherd himself, is absolutely phenomenal. Because he's not writing using a really beautiful, illustrative example, but he's actually writing out of his life experience, 
He's writing out of his own personal journey, his history with the Lord, and his own insights and, and knowledge of what it actually is to be a shepherd. So he's the one who learned how to use his slingshot when he was out there in the fields protecting the flock. And so the, his ability to be so accurate, obviously with the Holy Spirit's leading and guiding as he was bringing down Goliath, but it wasn't like he'd never picked up a slingshot. He'd had years of experience in training and in using the slingshot as he was looking after the sheep out in the field. The other thing is that he learned what it was to fight the lion and to fight the bear and to defend the flock from wolves. And he knew what it was to actually overcome those predators. So his boldness and his courage came out of a, a history of walking with the Lord. So as he's sharing about the Lord setting a table in the presence of our enemies, he's talking about a the good shepherd, the great shepherd, the Lord is my shepherd, all these things. It's coming out of his own journey and his, his knowledge of how God delivered him as a young boy facing all of these challenges and these extremely dangerous odds that were against him. And so when, when we go through Psalm 23, this is not just a, a theoretical thing, but this is David's journey with the Lord. He's seen God deliver him again and again. And now he's able to record these things because he's seen and known the nature and the character of God at work in his life and in his circumstances. The, the thing about uh, the Lord is my shepherd. You know, let's bring it right into the New Testament. So in John chapter 10, uh, Jesus is speaking to his followers and he's saying, guys, I am the good shepherd. The, the shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And he begins to speak to us as his followers, as his disciples, that we are the sheep of his pasture with the flock of his care. But also, my sheep hear my voice. My sheep know my voice. They won't follow a stranger because we will recognize that that's not the way to go. That's not the path to follow. We must follow our shepherd. God is our shepherd. He's the good shepherd. He's the great shepherd. He's the shepherd of our souls. Also, we need to remember that the biblical picture of a shepherd with a sheep is not the same as what we have uh, today when we go to a, a sheep farm, which is more like a ranch, and you've got people herding uh, the sheep. You see, the, the Middle Eastern culture was that the shepherd would actually walk out ahead in front of the flock and he'd be calling to, to the sheep. The sheep, because there was a shared watering hole, remember, not farms with fences and boundaries, that sort of thing, there would be an oasis, there would be a shared watering hole. And different shepherds would come and they would water their sheep at this watering hole at the same time. And because the shepherd spent time with the sheep, he wasn't just like riding in his bucky, going to pop an eye on them and then head back to the, head back to the house. Uh, so he could sit on the stoop and drink coffee. Sorry, farmers, not trying to <laughs> negate what you're doing. But the point is that the shepherd stayed with the sheep and, and was there constantly 24-7 with the sheep. And, and he would be talking and singing to the sheep. He knew each sheep individually by name. That's how acquainted he was with the sheep. So when he would call from the watering hole as he was walking away to lead them towards the pasture, the sheep would, would lift up their heads and realize, hey, I need to be part of what this is, where this shepherd is leading, and they would go. Now when the other shepherds would call, they wouldn't recognize that voice, that call, so they wouldn't go with, with those other shepherds. They would only go with their own shepherd. This is just a beautiful illustration for us in terms of us 
following the voice of the Spirit. Not to be following the voices of social media, the news, fake news, all of these different things that want to pull us in so many different ways. It's kind of like we, because we have the Spirit of God, we can hear His voice. That's the whole beauty of Pentecost, which we're going to celebrate in a few weeks' time. The recognition that we, too, have the outpouring of the Spirit. I'll pour out my Spirit on all flesh and my sons and daughters. We're going to hear His voice. We'll be able to declare what He says, which is essentially prophesying. And so, we, as we are in Psalm 23, we're recognizing that there's so much depth in this that speaks to us right here in our situation. We need to be listening attentively to His voice, what He's saying to us, to our hearts and our minds, that we're not going to follow a stranger's voice. We're not going to get caught up in all these conspiracy theories. This is the most bizarre thing, folks. Believers are the ones who are spreading these conspiracy theories the most. This is ongelooflik. Guys, we have the Holy Spirit with us. If it doesn't feel right, if it leaves you with a sense of fear, if, if it's promoting a sense in which someone else is winning and the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is not advancing, but it's retreating, it's losing, that the devil is winning, he's taking over. Guys, that's not for us. That doesn't fit with who we know God is. Because He always leads us in victory and in triumph. Anything that's promoting a different gospel, a different outcome, there's no need to follow it. It's a stranger's voice. Leave it alone. Wait for His voice. Because He's the God of all hope. He's the one who leads us in triumph and in victory. Right? So, Psalm 23, written all those years ago, for us, right here, right now. Okay. So, another thing that Jesus, when He was walking on the earth, He, he shared a parable of the sheep. He said, say a shepherd has got a hundred sheep, and then one of them goes missing. You know what? He's going to make sure that the 99 are safe. But then he's going to go out searching and looking for the one that he's lost. I want us to just turn this around a little bit. You know, in this time of lockdown, some of us are feeling a little bit lost. You know, like our bearings have been shaken. There's just so much upheaval. There's so much uncertainty. We're not feeling like we're, we're grounded. We're, we're feeling a little bit lost. And you know what? Jesus is searching for the lost. He's searching for you. So just turn your heart towards Him. Know that He's not judging you. He's not critical. He's, he's not kind of like keeping you at arm's length. But His heart is for you. He's reaching out for you. He's searching for you. And uh, He's just making sure that we all get included uh, and we get brought back into the fold, so to speak. So, hey guys, you know, if you feel a bit distance from the Lord, if you, today is the day. Turn to Him. It's just a simple thing because He's searching for you. You just turn to Him and say, oh, Lord, this is me. I'm here. I'm in a place of being, feeling lost. Thank you that you're searching for me. And I, I turn to you and just, just run back to Him. All right? Okay. So, Back to, to Psalm 23. You wondered if I was ever going to get there. All right. So the Lord is my shepherd. He's the shepherd of Israel. He's the good shepherd. Folks, he's the good shepherd. What God does is good things. Does good things towards us, his sheep. He's going to look after us. He's going to shepherd us, shield and protect but he's my shepherd. He's not just our shepherd. He's not just the shepherd. But he's my shepherd. Folks, in this time when our emotions are all up and down and facing so many different things, um, I wonder if we could just take time to 
to pull ourselves towards the Lord and to just recognize that He's actually going to be our shepherd. Um, and so uh, let's turn towards Him and let's settle our hearts that He's my shepherd. He's, he's close to us. He's, he's leaning towards us in this time and, uh, and in the season. Then He says, I lack nothing. Wow. <laughs> Folks, this is probably the biggest fear that many people have right now, is that they're not going to have enough, that things are going to run out, finances are going to run out, uh, that we won't actually have enough. But you know, He is the shepherd of our souls. He's going to take care of us. I, this is going to be our testimony. I lack nothing. No good thing will He withhold from me. I will taste and see that the Lord is good. And I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Guys, we're very much alive. Alright? So, let us not partner with fear, anxiety of the future. We have today. We have the now. We don't want to live in the past which is the land of regret. And we don't want to worry about tomorrow. You know what? Each day, got enough troubles of its own. Stay in today. Today you're okay. He's providing for you today. You're not lacking what you need today. So stay in the present. He is the God of the present. You're not lacking anything. Don't worry about... What's going to happen in the month of May? I wonder if this may happen. Oh, sorry, another dad joke. Um, but let's just hold to this place of peace and this place of knowing we have a history with God, a testimony that He's taken care of us thus far. Like it's Ebenezer. Up to this point, hey, He's taken care of us. So we set up this memorial to remind us right now We've got something we can refer to. You know what? God is my provider. He is the provider. It's His nature. It's His character. It's who He is. And out of who He is, what He does flows. So of course He's going to provide for us. Because of His very nature is to provide. Lack no good thing. He's not going to withhold what you need in this season and in the next season. So... Be at peace, rejoice, celebrate. You have a good shepherd who is able to provide for you. Verse 2. He makes me lie down in green pastures. And we know that green speaks of growth. It speaks of fruitfulness. And so he's not bringing us into a, a, a wilderness. He's not bringing us into a place of lack. But he's bringing us into a place of great fruitfulness. I love what... Paul Mannering shared with us a couple of weeks ago. Just loved the fact that he, he gave us a, a really good, strong, encouraging uh, message to the Breakthrough family. But this thing of fruitfulness in this season, that this is a time for us to grow in God, and we're going to grow in each sphere of our lives. Okay, We're going to grow mentally. We're going to grow emotionally. We're going to grow spiritually. And in some amazing way, He's going to cause us to grow in practical financial resource ways as well. And of course, it's, it's going to be God because only God can do this. And that's why we're going to know that God is in all of this, right? So, he, he makes me lie down in green, fertile, verdant pastures. Abundance, right? It's what He has. And He makes me lie down. In other words, I'm not rushing through it. I'm not anxious. Just like chill. Be at peace. Take this time to rest. Folks, in this, this lockdown period, rest. This is a time to be refreshed and be renewed. Not a time to be frantically trying to figure out the future. So like, no, He's brought us into this place that we might just be, that we might lie down. So there's a place of being content, not stressing, and just enjoying the moment, enjoying what He has for us. 
Guys, in Joyburg, we don't have to rush through the traffic. There isn't traffic. <laughs> you know, we, we don't have pollution. It, the, the air has just improved incredibly. There's just so many good things for us to appreciate and to enjoy right now. We don't have to be rushing off to all these things. We're rushing to the airport to go and catch an airplane, whatever. Just none of those things. Just amazing quantities of time for us to, to be at home and, and to just, you know, enjoy each other's company and uh, just appreciate the blessings of, of the Lord. Time to read that book that you, you'd always wanted to read, whatever. So, you know what, turn the TV off for a while or, you know, close down some of the social media, whatever it is. Intentionally get to some of the things that you, you'd wanted to get to. This is your opportunity to do that. Don't miss the fact that you actually are in a green pasture. This is a good space, a good place for you. Let's just chill. Let's lie down in it. Then he says, he leads me beside quiet waters. Now, I don't know if you know this, but sheep actually do not enjoy being near swirling waters where there's, uh, you know, rocks and, and almost like a rapid kind of a, a, a flowing of water. It, it scricks them. They, they enjoy it when it's, it's sort of quietly, slowly flowing waters. And, uh, and so the shepherd knows that he's going to lead his sheep in the place where they're going to do well. Because he knows us, he knows what we need, and he knows what we can handle. He's going to lead us in quiet waters. So this is not just a, a random blundering through life, and, and that's kind of like, um, you know, we, we don't know where we're going. No, he, there's a leading, all right? Um, and so God is leading us in this journey. So let's just stop and look for uh, His fingerprints in our life and, and the pattern and the journey so far. How has He led us? How can we look back and recognize, wow, He took me there and then He, he enabled me to do this. And I didn't realize why I was doing that in that season. But now, later on. I could not have been here, or I could have not have done this particular aspect, if that had not been way back in my history. You know, God is always preparing something for us and for our future, way, way, way in advance. I mean, I look at my own life, and it's just absolutely astounding how the, God, how the Lord caused me to do certain things, uh, even back to my university career, to study particular things, which I thought, you know, I don't know, will I ever even use this kind of thing? And, uh, and to see how the Lord has used these things many years, and sometimes it was, was quickly He used it, and sometimes it was delayed, and sometimes it was long into the future before He then used all of these things. But He wastes nothing, He gets you ready. And, uh, and so look for the Lord's fingerprints through His leading and His guiding in your life. Because when we begin to look at His leading and we can see His actions in our past, even when we weren't fully following Him, it gives us confidence that God can lead us into the future. Because it's true to His nature, He leads us, right? Um, and um, we, we're going to see it again in the next verse. He guides me along right paths for His name's sake. So He's leading and He's guiding. Right? So we, we've got this, this double, this repetition thing here to, to assure us, you know what? God is really big and He's able to steer us through all of the ups and the downs and the ins and outs of life, through the times which appear to be easy and good and blessed, and the times where it appears to be a narrow space and we hemmed in, but God is able to lead us and navigate through each of these times and seasons because He's got good things in store for us, and He's going to make sure that we're in the right place at the right time. He is orchestrating 
our destiny. So we can just relax knowing that he's a good God. So he refreshes my soul. Wow. Again, this is a time like the, the green pastures. He's refreshing the deep parts of our hearts, of our minds. You know, we take time to maybe just sit in a chair and we, we're drinking coffee and, uh, and dunking a rusk in there and just baptizing the rusk and enjoying it and just staring into space and, and just letting our mind wander. And, you know, just having those opportunities instead of having to always be rushing and being on top of everything, we've actually got time just to stop and just to muse about things. To, to just chew the cud, to meditate on life and, and what's going on and, and what God is doing, right? And so it's as we allow the Lord, the Holy Spirit, to uh, spark our imagination, because we have a sanctified imagination. We can imagine, based on what He's done in the past, what He's going to do in the future, and, and it can refresh our soul. So that we take time to, to, to read things, to equip ourselves, to perhaps watch some instructional and informative uh, YouTube clips or teachings, trainings, whatever it might be. Read, read a book that's going to just feed our, our spirit, feed our soul. But we're going to be refreshed and renewed in this season. Folks, for me, I, I'm looking at what, what's happening here. And based on, on a, a tip that Charles Stock gave us, he said, always look for God's redemptive purpose in each and every situation. And I'm just saying, wow, Lord, you are just doing so much good in this time. It's, it's astounding the good things that he's bringing about in our lives through this time. Now, Equally, if you want to look for the bad, if you want to look for the hardships, if you want to dwell on the negatives, goodness, easy. You don't have to be prophetic to see the hardship, the difficulty, the negativity. It is there. Absolutely. 10 out of 10, you're going to find it. But that's not what a prophetic person does. And you are a prophetic person. You have the Spirit of God in you, which means you're looking for what God is doing, you know that God is good, so you're looking for the good things that He's doing in each and every situation. We remember the words of Joseph when his brothers came back to him, they were reunited, and they were kind of like fearful because of all the calamity, and that they'd been actually part of uh, the destruction. And, and Joseph said, listen guys, you might have meant this for evil. But actually God, He's turned this whole thing around and He's caused it to become good. And it wasn't just good for Joseph, it became good for an entire nation. That's how powerful God is in turning something around. You know, you might just think that you're going through something that's a struggle just for you. But in actual fact, God could be using situations to cause you to shift and change internally that you might then become an influencer for somebody else. Um, I just want to share a, a quick little testimony. So, talking to Lisa's mom last night, and um, she popped out to the shops. Uh, she uh, lives down in East London, in the Ganubi area, and uh, went to, to go and get something. And then, you know, she took a little drive, stopped around there at the beachfront, and uh, no one else there except a, uh, a police officer. And, uh, and he was on his lunch break, so he'd eaten his food, and then he stepped over to the, 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 the dustbin to throw his, his rubbish away. And then he came across to, to Lisa's mom and just inquired, check that she's okay. And turns out he's also a, a pastor. And, uh, and then he started just sharing his perspectives. Unfortunately, he was tuning into all the negativity, and he was, you know, just sprouting again, how difficult everything is. <laughs> and, so, uh, and so my mom-in-law was able, <laughs> she's watching now, um, she was able to, to just begin to share 
how good God is and to begin to change this pastor's mind that he would have a different um, mindset and to begin to see what God was doing in a different fashion. And I just kind of, that is awesome. You know, that, that my mom would be there in the right place at the right time to be an influencer of someone else who's an influencer and to begin to bring shift and change. And um, it's just like, you know what? God is going to cause us to be influential in other people's lives. So we're not looking for the negative. It's too easy to find that. And it's not going to lift us up. It's not going to do us any good. But when we're looking to see what God's doing, that we can join Him on His agenda, and we can actually bring life and light to other people's paths. So, yeah, I just thought I'd share that to encourage you. So, verse 3, He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for His name's sake. So there's leading and there's guiding, and He's bringing us in paths that are right ways. And um, as I was just looking at this thing a little bit earlier, just to see that uh, in the Hebrew, that thing about uh, right righteousness and right paths and right ways, actually there's a link to uh, the Lord's goodness in terms of His prosperity that He's actually going to lead us into. And uh, so you can, you can track this in Proverbs 8 and uh, verse 17 through 21. Proverbs 8, verse 17 through 21. It says, I love those who love me, and those who seek me find me. With me are riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity. My fruit is better than fine gold. What I yield surpasses choice silver. I walk in the way of righteousness along the paths of justice, bestowing a rich inheritance on those who love me and making their treasuries full. Wow, can you see this link between righteousness, right paths, blessing, favor, and prosperity? And so, as we are walking in right ways, He causes us to prosper. Now, there's prosperity of all parts of our lives. We want to prosper in our health, particularly with this pandemic. You know, we want to know that we're under the shelter, the protection of the Good Shepherd. You know, the Shepherd, one of, one of His roles was obviously to protect and defend the sheep, but also was to, was to bind up whenever there was a break. Uh, he he would, would bring ointments. If there was a wound, there was a gash. He would, he would make sure that there was, there was a, a, a balm, a healing balm. There was ointment that was applied. And there would be a, a bandage that would be applied. And, and so there was a binding up of what was um, uh, damaged. And so in terms of our health, we, we want to know that our Good Shepherd is going to be, be, be medicating us. And, uh, and so we, we, we thank the Lord for divine health. We believe in His healing power. And so we look to Him. Medicine, we celebrate. We, we're so grateful for the Lord releasing innovative ideas and, uh, and, and discoveries in terms of science and medicine. And, uh, and, and we, we're all for that and we partner with that. But we also want to hold on to the fact that He is our healer. And, uh, and so we're, we, we keep both of these things together. We have access to, to both of these things. And, and so there's prosperity of our health. There's prosperity of our soul. And He's going to restore our souls. We have prosperity of mind, our thinking. We have the mind of Christ. We have prosperity in our spirit. We have, through Christ, we have access to all of the treasures of heaven. All right? But we also have access to the resources that we need here on planet earth. And so we, we, we're grateful that these right paths of righteousness also are connected to 
a prosperous life and prosperity that comes with it. Uh, again, in Psalm, sorry, in Proverbs 21 and verse 21, Proverbs 21, verse 21, whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. And that word prosperity can also equally be translated righteousness. So we see that there's this, this, uh, this link between prosperity and righteousness. And uh, you'll see that again in Proverbs 21. Right? Now, we also understand that there is the righteousness of Christ that comes to us. It's not a righteousness that we can earn. It's a righteousness that we receive. Right? And, and so there's a sense in which he's leading us. Pastures. Water at the streams. He's leading us. He's making sure we're on the right path. We're not going to fall off the edge of the cliff. We're not falling into the donga. We're on a level path. He's leading us in safe places, safe ways. There's a right path. There's a righteousness that comes. We understand that He's providing for us. And so too, in terms of our righteousness, that we can be in right standing with God. He's provided that for us. We receive that. We don't earn it. It's a gift of righteousness that comes because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. That's the whole story of Passover, which we celebrate over the Easter weekend, recognizing that Jesus became the ultimate fulfillment of the Passover. He has fulfilled that. We can receive what He's done for us. And so we can receive right standing with God because of the blood of the Lamb that has been applied to the door of our hearts so that the angel of death would pass over. We can pass through the door, Jesus, I am the door, into eternal life. I'm mixing a whole lot of those things together there, but I just, you know, just the richness, the beauty of all of those pictures, the word pictures that God gives for us. So, Righteousness, we don't earn it, we receive it because of what Jesus has done for us. And then verse 4, this is probably the, the thing that's going to um, give us the, the, the strength for today. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, alternative translations say, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You know, this pandemic is causing such a shadow of of, uh, of fear. Uh, for many people, distraught, despairing, particularly folks with underlying health conditions or in the, the, the more senior years and would be branded, or categorized as, as being in high risk categories. You know, there's a shadow that can come across us. I, I just want to give you the promise that even if you go through the valley of the shadow of death, do not fear. Do not fear evil. Do not fear harm. We do not need to fear death. If anyone who is in Christ should die, it's just passing from this world and all of the things of this world and trans transitioning into the very near presence of God. Being in heaven in that place, that realm of constantly being before Him. Where there is no night, it's only day. And I know we talk about day and night, but it's, 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 it's day and day. It's His glory. He Himself, the Lamb on the throne. What are we to fear? Death is just the, the doorway to transition into that. It's not something to fear. Death, where is your sting? The sting has been removed. We, we, to, to be absent from the body is to be with Christ. What, what's better? It's far better to be with Him. Folks, so just do not fear. Just, you know, allow the Holy Spirit to just wipe that off you. If, you, if you're suffering with an underlying health condition, this is not a time to... To get all gloomy and oh, you know, life is going to be robbed from me. This life, it, it, it's just the, the, 
the, the entranceway into the full expanse of eternal life. We, we've just begun to live eternal life now. But the fullness of eternal life, the fullness of His presence, we need to go through a transition from this life into the next. So we can not fear death. But even so, you know, for each one of us, He says, even though I walk through the valley. Okay? So David is saying, guys, let's not pitch a tent. Let's not dwell. Let's not tabernacle in the valley. Let's go through that valley. And, and I just want to encourage you. You know, we're in lockdown and we're not able to move about the way we'd like to. But this is not the final outcome. This is just a temporary thing. This is just sort of moving through the valley. So, so don't, don't get downcast and distraught. This is not the end. This is just part of the, the journey, so to speak. And we're going to come out the other side. That's why the Lord gave us such powerful and strong prophetic words at the beginning of the year, the beginning of this decade. That this decade, and particularly this year, we were going to see phenomenal things that were going to happen in our lifetime. And so, uh, you know, he gave us those words to pull us through. That's the whole point of a prophetic word. It's a tension between where we are now and, and where he has for us in the future. And that gap in between, that prophetic word, is the tension to pull us into the future that God has for us. All right? And so it's not like, oh, God was taken by surprise. He didn't know that. Well, we need to revert to a different plan. You know what? Flush those prophetic words. Let's rather get different words. No, 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 no. He gave us those words knowing that we were going to face a valley. Knowing that we were going to have to go through this shadow of death. But it was to give us hope and to give us courage that we might know we're going through. This is not the end destination point. Folks, Take heart. All of the prophetic words that God has spoken to you, even go back through the years. Those words are still right. Those words are still true. Those words are still accurate. They're still part of God's heart, His intention for you. Bring them out and begin to pray them into being because you know what? We're going to come through this side and out the other side and we're going to be way closer to the fulfillment of those prophetic words. In fact, this season, this narrowing, is part of the readiness process to prepare us and get us ready for the fulfillment of those prophetic words. Do not look at this lockdown period as God losing. No, God always wins. Do not look at it as though God has abandoned you, He's left you, and you know His plans are just oh, on the junk heap. No, this is part of him working things out, all things together for your good. He is well able to navigate through whatever happens on this planet. He is well able to turn things around. And the storm clouds might be gathering. Just uh, looking at the, the painting behind us here. And Lisa's just done a great job for us, hasn't she? Storm clouds might gather, but you know what? He's going to come bursting through. And, uh, you know, he's going to put a canopy over us. It's just like, come on, guys. Look for what God is doing. He's breaking through the clouds. There's always a silver lining, right? So he says, I will fear no evil. Guys, fear is the big bully on the playground right now and we need to put fear in its place and fear's place is not in our hearts not in our minds not in our homes and not in our speak right there's just sorry uh not yet go somewhere else but this is not a place for fear to reside okay so be of good courage and, uh, and know that this promise, because all of this 
has been leading up to this thing. For you are with me. You're with me. I just want to refer you, and I'm aware that I'm, I'm going on a bit longer this morning. Uh, I want to refer you to Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verses 1 through 8. Because David in Psalm 23 is quoting from Deuteronomy 31 where Moses, he spoke to the people of Israel. He said, guys, 120 years old, I, I think I'm about done and uh, Joshua is going to take you. So I'm, I'm telling you, be courageous and um, God is going to go ahead of you. He's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. Then he says, okay, Josh, now let me give you these instructions. Again, never going to leave you, never going to forsake you. You are with me. All right. And so David is, is taking these words as the people were about to cross over from wilderness, from being in the lockdown of wilderness they were going to go through the Jordan and enter into the promised land. Come on, are you seeing this? It was at this point that God spoke these words, never leave you, never forsake you, was as they were about to go through the Jordan, another miraculous thing, the waters having to part, from wilderness, lockdown if you like, into the promised land. That's when this promise was given. You know what? We're in our lockdown, but we've got promises of a promised land that's waiting for us. And the Lord's saying, never leave you, never forsake you, I'll be with you. They still had to face the giants. They still had to go and take the land. They still had a war. They still had to go and reap the harvest even though they went across and the harvest was there waiting for them but they still had to reap it still a whole lot of stuff to do but in all of these different things god was saying to them i'm not going to leave you I'm not going to forsake you i will always be with you folks we're still going to have to face some giants we're still going to have to go out there and physically get the harvest in we still got to take some ground there's a whole heap of things we're going to do as we appropriate the promised land, as we take possession of it. Uh, one of these days I'm going to get to preaching and teaching around the wealth of the wicked that's stored up for the righteous. Because I think too many people have got a wrong understanding. They think it's just going to fall in your lap. Guys, come on. All through scripture, when God says, I'm giving them to you, he says, no, actually go and take it. It's kind of like, what is it? It's kind of like it's both. There's both the giving in other words, it's been apportioned to us, but there is a, we have to rise up and actually go and take a hold of it. More on that at another time. But the promise of the Lord saying, I'm never going to leave you, never going to forsake you. And even Jesus, as he was saying to his disciples, uh, just before he was uh, going to ascend into heaven, he says, guys, I'm going to be with you even to the end of the age. All right? Again, the promise reiterated. His presence with us by the Spirit, He's with us. doesn't matter what you're facing, no matter what the difficulty. And you know, we sometimes good days, we have sometimes bad days. Let's be real. Sometimes we just, emotionally, we just feel a bit drained. Sometimes, you know, you, you, you just, you know, bump your toe against something, you know, you, whatever. Stuff, stuff happens in life. But know the truth. The bedrock truth, never leave you nor forsake you. We can hold on to that. All right, let me see if I can um, bring this towards a, a close here. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Again, he's coming back to the shepherding thing. Rod being a symbol of authority. It's used in the shepherding thing for, for protecting, for guiding, rescuing the sheep, all these different things. But this authority, the rod authority, your rod, you're giving us authority to protect us. The staff was an instrument of support. You'd lean on the staff. You know, there was, so he's going to be our support. We're going to be, have that assurance, his comfort. All right? He's looking after us. His strength, his support. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. There's a feasting, there's a banqueting table. And the enemy's still there. 
but God's providing this banquet. This is the most remarkable thing. You know what? Even if the enemy's out there and he's within sight, in the presence, in the sight of your enemy, he's still going to provide for you. Guys, enjoy the feast that God has for you, even during this coronavirus time. Okay? So just be relaxing. Just be uh, at peace. And, uh, you know, it, it's the strange thing that the enemy is actually going to be watching us eat because God wants to show to the enemy that he's able to care for us, even if the enemy's out there. It's God who's as though he's taunting the enemy. We're not taunting the enemy. It's like God is just saying, huh, so you thought you could touch them. Let me show you. I'm actually going to give them a feast. I'm going to put a table in front of them, even though you're there. You watch and you see my children. They're going to have a banquet. I'm going to look after them. And then this thing of you anoint my head with, with, uh, with oil. Uh, the, the anointing of oil was for the honored one at the banquet. And so what he's saying is we are the honored ones at the banquet table. And so we've got this feast. He's providing for us. It's not just, you know what, just enough, just a few scraps to get by. But he's providing a feast for us. It's going to be absolutely uh, phenomenal what the Lord is doing. And, and I'm already hearing so many testimonies of the Lord's favor being poured out upon us. So uh, again, you know, these are not just words that we're saying. This is actually happening in many, many lives in the Breakthrough family and of course our friends. And good to see so many of you uh, tuned in from around the planet. Wow. Uh, we've got about 10 different nations that are joining us. This is just like, whoa. Thanks, guys. Uh, appreciate it. So what's for us is for you as well. This table, this feasting, he's setting for each one of us um, where, wherever we are. But this oil, this favorite status that he's giving to us, and uh, but also speaks of the anointing of the Spirit, but it's also our head. And so there's, a, there's an anointing coming on our thinking. We're going to think right, guys. So the Lord is helping our thinking during this time. And uh, he's, he's shielding us and protecting us from negative thoughts. We take every thought captive. right? So we're not going into negative thinking. We're not going into dark ways. And we're not going into bad patterns of thought. But he's also the mind of Christ. He's giving us innovative ideas and solutions. He's giving us... An insight into the future because we are prophetic people. So we have a sense. We begin to get God's heart, His mind on what's going on in society. Taking care of the poor. Taking care of homeless. Those who are destitute. There's so many things that God has for us um, that He's going to be releasing to us. So that's part of His anointing to us. My cup overflows. Man, the psalm is just filled with this thing. It's abundance again and again and again. Your cup, it's overflowing. More than enough. He supplies and then there's even extra. It's this more than enough. This overflow supply. So verse 6. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. Surely, alternative translation, only goodness and love. Wow. That is a strong promise. The Lord's goodness, He is good. God is good. His mercy endures forever. Faithfulness to the end. Goodness flowing to us. His love, God is love. It's not His wrath. It's not His vindictive nation, nature. It's not, you know, judgment, condemnation. It's, no, His love following me and the word follow there is actually pursue as in like god's goodness and love is coming and is pursuing it's hunting me down he's tracking me down to overtake me from behind it's not just that i'm looking for him but he's creeping up from every side and he's releasing his goodness and his love and it's all the days of my life every day days in lockdown January, February, March, mm -hmm. April, May, yes, June, July, August, September, no matter how long this lockdown may be, He's pursuing us all the days of my life. Right? And so we can just rest assured that God is good and He's going to look after us. And I will dwell, I will tabernacle 
all right? The whole thing of God wanting to be with us. It's the Garden of Eden where he walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. His presence with them. The blueprint, Moses on the top of the mountain, build me this tabernacle, this place of dwelling, this tent. I want to be with you. I want to camp with you. I will meet and commune with you between the wings of the cherubim above the mercy seat. And we know that what Jesus did on Passover is his blood was then presented on the mercy seat. And so we have access into his presence. And so it's this whole thing of dwelling, tabernacling, living, being, experiencing his presence. It's the presence of God. We dwell in his house forevermore. Oh, so good. And I, I don't know about you, but I'm so encouraged that the Lord's speaking to us. This psalm, just such a simple psalm, and people want to use it very often funerals and those kinds of things. Guys, this is way more powerful than just, you know, just some words of a nice sort of poem right on your fridge or, you know, to be mentioned at a, a difficult and trying time at a funeral or whatever. No, these are words for life. These are words for living. These are words for comfort. These are words for us right now. So I just want to pray that, that we could walk in this experience. I'm going to ask Lisa just to, to come and join me. And um, just to, so appreciative this this beautiful work here. And uh, just speaking of the Lord's, yeah, His presence with us through, through all of the storms. Yeah. So thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness, your kindness. Absolutely, surely, your goodness, your love, your tender kindness and mercy is going to pursue us. It's, it's tracking us. It's in front of us. It's beside us, behind us. It's above us, beneath us. You're covering us. You're holding us in every which way. And all of these truths, thank you that you revealed to David your heart as a shepherd and and even you trained him to be a shepherd, that he might shepherd as a king, a shepherd king over the nation of Israel. But it was a glimpse into your heart as our shepherd king, that you want to shepherd us, you want to lead us, and you want to, you want to be our great king. Thank you. Oh, thank you for the, your word that speaks to us and encourages us, and it's, it's so good and so rich. So, Lord... May your word dwell in our hearts richly. May it feed us. May we be established in you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You got anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I think you said it well. But um, yeah, the Lord really does lead us and he defends us. And um, it's, it's a rich time because we see him in ways we would never have seen him. And um, we're seeing his word we're seeing his provision, we're seeing who he is. And um, when we get to do this together, albeit virtually, um, but God is so much greater, so much more magnificent at this time. Yeah, that's so, so good, yeah, loving it. So thanks folks, really have uh, been, been so rich and warm um, for us to be together today, the Breakthrough family and the extended family as well. Uh, see a number of folks from Foundation Ministries International joining us. So that's so good. Uh, now, just for the Breakthrough family, this typically would have been uh, the end of the month and tithes and offerings, we would have uh, received that together. So please feel free, use EFTs or use SnapScan, should be uh, details that are being posted on, uh, on the Facebook uh, page and if you're watching this later through YouTube, it'll also be there as well. Um, and uh, we do appreciate the, the way in which you, you honor the Lord. It's not so much that you, you, you're giving to, to the church, you're giving to us, but you're actually giving to the Lord. And so He is our provider, just like He's your provider. So there is just no need for any hint of... Uh, you know, cajoling or, or manipulating or trying to pressurize people into give. It's just totally against the very heart and nature of God. So please never ever feel like you're being pressured into giving. But, you know, we've known our whole lives, we've, we've just seen the goodness of the Lord. And as we've tithed and we've honored Him, 
that he has provided us way, way more than we ever deserved. And, uh, and so feel free to, to join us as we honor the Lord with our tithes. Uh, feel free to join us and, and, and to do the same. So the Lord uh, bless you with that. And, um, and then there's one other thing just want to bring to your attention. And that is we're, we're not going to be actively promoting our building fund during this time. What we would rather do is put a bit of focus on the care fund. And the care fund is a way in which we're able to take care of members within the breakthrough family who uh, are going through a bit of a tough time financially. We're able to provide food, aid and support for them. And, uh, and so uh, just bring that to your attention if you'd like to do an over and above in terms of your tithes. Care fund is a great way for you to do that. And uh, we'll make sure that it's administered well. In fact, what we do is we do it through our connect groups. And so our connect group leaders are keeping tabs on all the members uh, within the church. And that's the way in which we do it. So uh, it's through the community connect groups. If you're not yet part of a community connect group, perhaps there's another reason for you to, to, to join up. And uh, so just uh, jump onto the website and uh, you'll find out there's a form that's uh, front and center. Click it there. How do I join a connect group? And uh, post us your details. And, um, and we'll be, be in touch with you soon. And again, if there's a prayer need, something that you have, um, a prayer need, counseling, that kind of thing, uh, there's a form also on our website. Uh, look for it, uh, click on it, fill it in. We have a team of trained leaders who are on standby and ready to give you a call, connect with you, and uh, pray uh, individually with you. So bless you with that. You're most welcome to take advantage of that. So may you have an awesome, awesome day, great week. And uh, we look forward to connecting you uh, either our one o'clock daily prayer times, uh, healing rooms on Wednesday, activation times on Saturday as well, also at one o'clock. Um, but it's just good to be together. So, yeah. Have a Thank great you. Sunday, yeah. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Bye now.